It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back. Hour number two of the program. And uh, coming up later on in this hour, we'll be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Ward 3 Councilor-Elect Sean Oliver. He'll only be Councilor-Elect for a few more hours. At 6 p.m. tonight, he'll be sworn in uh, at City Hall, and he will become the new Ward 3 Councilor. And we'll talk to him about... What it's going to be like hitting the ground running. We'll have Council President Morad kind of talk about the differences between having somebody come in in a special election as a freshman counselor and having somebody come in uh, as a freshman counselor when they are elected in the fall and have time until they take office. It's something that she has seen both happen during her time on the council. So we'll get some perspective on all of that. But we will also get his perspective on this planned protest that's happening this afternoon at New Bedford High School in which LGBTQ plus students and their allies have decided to exercise their constitutional right to peacefully protest because they feel like the adults who care for them, the people who are the elected officials in the city, uh, the de- the local delegation, the superintendent of schools, the New Bedford Police Department, that they have not, well, the New Bedford Police Union, I should say, they have not condemned the controversial Facebook posts that, uh, that Sean Oliver had on his account. Uh, even he has, you know, said... He didn't intend to hurt anybody by sharing those, but he also hasn't denounced the statements and sentiments behind them either. So we will talk to him about that when uh, he calls in with Council President Morad coming up later on in this half hour. Caller, I, uh, hang on. Hang on the line. I will get to you immediately after I play this clip, and it's only about a minute long. But I want to play for you a clip that um, was provided to us from Fun 107 this morning. They had some of the students on that are, are going to be taking part in this protest. And so I want to play for you this clip of uh, New Bedford High School student Jade Torres. I um, actually think that it's really upsetting because in today's day and age, um, you know, we're getting more into respect and love in our community. And I think it's really unfair that, um, you know, people have to see that somebody in our community that wants to represent our city um, is treating these people unfairly and, and saying these uh, horrible things that, you know, quite literally don't need to be said. Um, and I think that, you know, um, he probably should have took some more thought before speaking um, on on these things because those things are very upsetting for uh, people in the communities to hear and people outside of the communities because that's just blatant disrespect. And I, I really think that, um, that that stuff shouldn't have been said because it's really harmful towards those who may um, either be a part of those communities or who even just respect the communities in general. I'm not 100% sure about protests. I've never uh, been a part of one, but I do think that that if it's going to be uh, civil and peaceful, stating like, you know, how they think it's unfair and not resorting to anything violent, then I do think that it it could be beneficial because it's um, showing that people actually care about the community and they care about the things that this person said. Um, So I definitely think it could be a good thing if it didn't resort to anything harmful. And, of course, you know, if there is going to be a protest, we want it to be peaceful. We want it to be um, something where it doesn't devolve into something more than what the intention is behind it. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi. Good morning, Tim. It's Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Uh, How are you? 
Hi, good, thanks. Well, I hope the same with you. Um, <clears throat> I, I, and I think it's wonderful that the students are doing what they're doing. Thank goodness somebody has some sense. Uh, so I wish them really well. I, I was not shocked, maybe surprised, when uh, Mr. Oliver did uh, win the election. I I think I spoke about the, um, I don't know if it was on your show or another one, but I, I, I don't like what was on Facebook at all. If it had hap- If it had been on Facebook maybe 10 years ago or something, and uh, Mr. Oliver was yet much younger, that kind of juvenile humor, mm-hmm. uh, if you can call it humor, um, might have been, you know, I might have thought, uh, not as much of a big deal about it, although still a big deal. But it is age, you know, it, that he thinks that humor is so worthy of being on Facebook. I think there's something wrong, and I don't think he should be on any uh, in any city position. Um, so I wish them well. Uh, I don't know if there'll be time to ask uh, on a different note. Um, I am wondering about the meeting that I think on Wednesday Mayor Mitchell said that he was going to have with uh, President Morad, and I don't. It might not be the right time to ask her about that this morning, but I would like her to re- to tell us if she met with him and how the meeting went. Sure, and from my understanding, that's been a reinstitution of the weekly meetings that he has with the council president. So this is something that's actually been ongoing, I think, since since she became the council president. Well, then I guess I'd like to hear how those meetings go because, if what I from what I saw a week ago at the city council meeting, I can't imagine uh, what those meetings are like. So I'd like to hear from her. Yeah, he, about she that. she had mentioned. I remember a couple of weeks ago she mentioned something about those meetings, and I, I made a mental note to say to myself like, oh, I. Got to ask the mayor about those being back in place, but um, of course it went out of my brain like it normally does. I was at Duke's Bakery, so I didn't write it down. Otherwise, I would have grabbed a piece of paper and written it down so I wouldn't forget, but my memory's going. Well, just wait. Time will tell more. Oh, I, I don't have much. Long ways I, to go. I don't have much left to lose, though. Right. Oh, no, now. Um, if, if it comes up, though, I, I would be interested in knowing um, how their discussion after the announcement of the Buttonwood uh, Senior Center closing, how that went, they must have talked about it. Uh, I don't know. Wednesday. I don't know if they if they've had a chance because he's traveling. I think he, oh. I think he left Wednesday. I'm not totally sure. Oh, so okay. we'll I find did out. Go to that meeting. That's my neighborhood group. So I went, and uh, it was very sad. So. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Thanks. Have Bye. a good day. And uh, just a note, while I'm thinking of it. You know, since I won't write it down while it's in my brain, uh, Mayor Mitchell will not be joining us this week because he is away. So uh, we'll we'll catch up with him again, not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. So just in time to to get ready for the New Bedford Half Marathon. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. So I'm listening uh, and everything, and I heard uh, some of the uh, audio that you played. I don't believe that uh, Sean Oliver, and, and, and for the record, I'm not speaking for anyone besides myself. Sure. Um, I don't think I've ever heard him speak uh, these things. I, I think it was a meme that he regrettably, uh, he, he said on the radio, regrettably uh, shared onto his Facebook page, and it was deleted. And uh, 
um, you know, and what people need to remember, right? Uh, you know, what offends one person might not offend another. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be offended or you're not allowed to be offended. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're going to look at things and see uh, through other people's shoes, I guess. As a parent, right? I, I, you have a child, correct? I do. Well, he's a, he's so, a, he's, a, he's 18 now, so. Well, he's a man, right? Yeah. A man or a woman, right? <laughs> um, I don't know whether it's a boy or girl, so. Yeah, no, I have, a, I have a son. Okay, awesome. Me too. Uh, and, you know, I can understand where some parents, uh, you know, would have concern that um, someone can claim, uh, and not saying that, 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 that there aren't people born uh, uh, feeling that they're women and, and meanwhile born a, a, a male. I understand that. I'm not going to judge anyone on that. But what I'm saying is there's the, the potential, and there are parents that are probably concerned, right, with, uh, and I'm going to use a male uh, pretending to be a woman to utilize a bathroom for nefarious reasons. I mean, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, or, or, but, but the potential is there, right? So, so what people got to understand is there is concern by a, a, a large percentage of people in the community in regards to things, if you look at it in that light. Through, through that microscope, you know what I mean? And I can also understand the other side where, uh, you know, this individual was born feeling that they are truly a, a woman, uh, uh, born in a, a woman in a man's body, and they feel compelled to use the woman's bathroom. And it's, I guess, very important to them. And I understand that. And it's their right to fight for that. But you also need to understand that there's always going to be another side to it, a concern. And what I suggest, right, is before you condemn Mr. Oliver, sit down with the gentleman and learn uh, who he really is to the core. You know what I mean? And now you have a unique situation where you can hold him accountable and you can present him with things to, th th that would help you in your lives and your beliefs. But you, That's how so, you go about it. So you you think then that if I if I sat down and I spoke to him, I would learn that this is not, you know, this would not be the way that he would feel. That these these memes are not indicative of his actual beliefs towards these these folks. That you know he just shared really, it because he thought really it was funny. Do. But and at the at, at at the worst, I really think he will work for anyone and everyone that comes to him. Well, my question would be, why then, when he's had multiple opportunities to make that statement, why hasn't he yet? Oh, he has. He, uh, no, no. He, what he said was, I didn't mean to offend anybody. That's different than saying, I don't agree with the content right, of those right. memes. Um, because sometimes we need to agree to disagree. Like, like I said, uh, I'm not talking for him. Okay, but, if he, but, if he, but you have to understand, if he agrees with the content of those memes, then these people have a, well, a, a perfectly good that. right. I don't know if he, no, but, I don't know if he agrees. Uh, I, I, we don't know because he won't say, but the people who are, are, are protesting this and are upset about this are saying that if he, if, if he doesn't say that he doesn't, we, then we have to assume that he does because he shared them. And if that's the case, we don't want this guy representing us. Okay. Uh, well, making him apologize is, a, is, 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 I guess, a win to, to some people. I don't think they want an my, apology as run, much as I've it, been at this for a long time. I've been trying to change New Bedford and I'm an activist. Call me. It's a swear word nowadays, whatever. But in the long game, you have someone that you can hold accountable now. 
you can approach this man and say, here is what I want passed. This is what I believe in. What are you going to do about it? That's how you, you, you measure a person. But you, you know, these memes... You can also you know, understand why people would say, I don't even know that I can go to him and bring those issues to him because my every indication I have is that he doesn't support my lifestyle. Okay, but your lifestyle has nothing to do with me. But it might be else. it might be the, the it might be what they're looking to have passed. It might be it might affect the legislation that they're trying but, to have. Nah, but you can't control government with feeling, right? Because if we did, where would we be? You know, and I understand their feelings are hurt. And that's that's hey, listen, you know, I my feelings are hurt all the time. <laughs> you know, I gotta go and, and, and suck it up and make a new plan and look at the long game. And if you want to get things done, he won overwhelmingly. Okay, he won by 107 votes with less than seven percent turnout. That's not huge an overwhelming win. win. Huge win. It was a huge win, especially when it was presented with all these, uh, you know, this the media that was pushing this side of. Uh, 700 people came out and voted when there's 9,600 registered voters. Come on, Carlos, Bedford, you you know it's, it's not a huge, huge win. win. If you do your your math. Uh, uh, it's a huge win in New Bedford. I get what you're saying, it's small numbers. But in New Bedford, it's a huge win. You know, so either you're going to be sulking and, and, and feeling sorry for yourself, or you're going to utilize what you have in front of you and get things done. I mean, that's their choice and decision. They can feel sorry for themselves all they want and, 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 and feel bad, but that's not going to get anything done because he was voted in overwhelmingly. I say take him to task. You know what I mean? Give him a chance. Uh, uh, present them with things that you want passed well, or not passed and see how he reacts. I mean, see if he works with you. Doesn't mean he's going to agree with you, but see if he works with you. No no matter see, how people... You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no matter how people feel about it, you're, you're right. the bottom line is in, in just a short couple of months, they have the chance to, to vote him out if that's the way that they feel about now, it. Now you're talking my language. That's how you get it done. You, you know, you want to organize something and... And if it's truly that important to you, this, this, this whole meme thing, you know, find the candidate and, 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 and push them or whatever. But you've got to understand there's going to be a reaction to that. Not all everyone's going to agree with you. But and the, we live in a society, in, in a world, where we have to live with each other. We're not always going to agree. doesn't mean you're a bad person or I don't like you. We just don't agree on certain subjects. You know what I mean? And I, I just uh, want to stress, not that I'm saying that you're saying this, but I just want to stress for anybody that's listening that the protest today at the high school isn't about Sean Oliver staying in that position or not. It's about the other people who have failed to come out and, and, and made comment about this. So just, just so that people don't get lost and think that that's, that's what the protest is about. Well, yeah, I get it. It's cancel culture type thing, you know. No, that's not. They're not trying to cancel him at all. They're trying to get the people who are the elected officials and the people who are kind of the stewards and the caretakers of the students to just come forward and say, "Hey, we don't, we don't believe in that, and we we condemn it as well." So, I know. Listen, I totally get it. I totally get it. But we, you know, Brian Gomes has been reelected how many times? Nobody spoke up for that woman that was uh, allegedly assaulted at, at St. Luke's. Nobody. Nobody. It doesn't mean somebody shouldn't have. That's right, but they're not going to. I mean, and I'm and I'm letting these young kids know: don't let people use you. Use your minds, okay? Use your minds. And I think what's right. I think they are. God bless. All right. Have a good day. And uh, we will. I do have to take a break in a couple of minutes uh, because we will be joined by. You know, speaking of the man himself, uh, Ward 3 City Councilor-elect Sean Oliver will be joining us along with Council President Linda Morad for her weekly segment with us. That'll be coming up at 1030. Uh, we did get an app chat message from Dan in New Bedford who said, what happened to freedom of speech? Clearly, you don't believe in that. 
if this guy, I mean, come on. I'm on this station, right? Don't we run a, a, a promo all the time that says uh, freedom of speech? But clearly you don't believe in that. If this guy does not want to apologize for something, then it's on him. If he loses position over it or has a bad outcome, who are we to tell him what he can or... Hold on, I just lost that one. What he can or cannot say. Right. But the problem is, is that people haven't heard from him whether he supports the content of those memes or doesn't. What they've heard is that he didn't mean to offend anybody. To me, that's, that's, that's almost the equivalent of saying, oh, I'm sorry that you were offended. It's more about how do you feel about the content of what was said. And that's, that's what this gets down to. That's what these kids want to protest is, you know, whether or not people are standing by and allowing that belief in that content to, to remain. Let's take a quick phone call here. You're next on WBSM. Hey, uh, Jim, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Sounds like you're cutting out a little bit there. You, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, there uh, you are. What did that, uh, you know, I'm a little bit uh, left in the dock here. What actually did this uh, gentleman say, Mr. Oliver? Uh, so we have a story up at, at WBSM.com and on the app. It's linked in the story about the protest today, so you can really see those, the screenshots for yourself. But there yeah. were screenshots about things like uh, one of them was a picture of a truck, and it said, teach kids to change gears, not genders. Um, yeah. a, another one, I mean, and some of them were considered to be misogynistic like he put a, a photo of kamala harris and um nancy pelosi at the state of the union and compared them to lloyd and and um uh, harry from dumb and dumber and then there was there was another one that says this is what happens when you vote for democrats and it was a picture of a person oh. using a urinal with a a, a a person dressed in drag or, or transgender next to them uh, at the urinal so it's 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 stuff that when you look at it some of it you say eh but some of it you look at and you say, wow, like somebody actually felt like that was A, worth reposting and B, didn't think to take it down when they ran for office. Yeah, that was pretty stupid of him, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, we've yeah. got him here on the line um, with uh, Council President Morad, so we'll be able to uh, get his take at least on these protests. I want to find out what he thinks about that. Um, i got about 30 seconds before i got to take right. the break, so let All me know. Right, what, thank you. Oh, okay. All right. All right, well, then I will take the break right now. Callers, we will get to you on the other side at 11 o'clock. It's very hard to take phone calls when I have two people calling in on the phone together. If it was just one person, maybe we could try it. But uh, with two people, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will, we will be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. We'll be joined by City Councilor, War 3 City Councilor-elect Sean Oliver. We will ask him what he thinks about this protest plan today. But I don't want to make that the whole point of the discussion because he has to go to work. Um, I mean, technically, at 6 o'clock tonight, he's going to be the city councilor. Hopefully, he can take the weekend and get ready and, and, and hit the ground running on Monday. But I want to find out about, you know, what that process is going to be like. We'll get Council President Morad to tell us what he can expect. Uh, she has seen people come in as freshman councilors both through a special election and through the, the regular election. And she can talk about the differences of what it's like for them uh, having to hit the ground running or having a little bit of time to ramp up to that. And we'll talk about some other things as well. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a few moments. He's a rock star. We do it each Friday at this time to be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And today she has joining her City Councilor-elect Sean Oliver. Uh, good morning to both of you and, and congratulations to you, Councilor. I'm just going to call you Councilor Oliver, even though it's not 6 o'clock yet. Well, thanks, Jim. Good morning. Good morning, Jim. Yep. And, and a cert, cert, sorry, go ahead. 
just good to be with you again today. Thank you. Always good to have you, and and certainly uh, this is going to be a, a very busy day uh, for for the counselor, uh, the counselor elect. But certainly it'll be a busy day for you. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that process. About as I mentioned uh, before, we went to the break. You know, having to hit the ground running as opposed to having a few months to kind of ramp yourself up if it, if it had been a regular November election. But first, um, uh, Counselor Oliver, I want to get your take on. The announcement we had today of this protest that's happening at New Bedford High School with the students, the LGBTQ plus students and their allies protesting the fact that um, there hasn't been a full throated condemnation of your Facebook post by some other folks, elected officials, such such as the city council, the mayor, the delegation, the police union. I just want to get your take on on the students exercising their right to protest. Well, I, I, I applaud the students for exercising their constitutional right to do so and to let their voice be heard. It's actually, you know, it's it's uh, heartwarming that they're, um, you know, passionate uh, to do so. Um, I know that it's, it's you know, uh, not an easy thing to do. Um, so I absolutely applaud them in that. And they're, they're still looking for there to be, you know, for you to come forward and say, I know that you said that you didn't intend to cause any harm or any hurt with your statements, but I think people are still asking, is it, they, they call this as something that you must believe at your core. Do you denounce these beliefs that are in these, these memes or do you? Well, my, uh, you know, my, my shared memes were, like I said, not meant to be hurtful or disrespectful to anyone or any community. Um, you know, there, uh, there was no hate or malicious intent behind it, you know, though off color and, you know, perhaps insensitive, you know, I, I, I am sorry that they, they were viewed as such. I, I do look to bring, you know, diverse groups together. It was something that I said while, you know, campaigning. Um, and um, I, I look to, to, to meet with these different groups as I now navigate this road as a public servant. They, they say that they feel, um, quote, completely, th- they feel threatened and completely unsafe by you. And, and I just want to give you the chance to, to, you know, to explain to them that they, they don't need to feel that way. I, 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 I absolutely don't um, want anyone to feel threatened or, you know, unsafe. Um, that's, that's not a message that we're trying to to um, have here in New Bedford, especially here in Ward 3, where the the, uh, the high school is. Um, and uh, I don't, you know, I, I look to work with different groups, such as the, the, the police officers, in which, um, you know, are a big part of keeping our neighborhood safe. And uh, I want to reassure them that, you know, I am going to be uh, a public servant for the people, um, and that's all people, not just, um, you know, a particular um, these particular um, small pockets of different individuals or things like that. It is a effort to really bring back a sense of community. That's been my message uh, since the beginning of this, and uh, we do have to uh, be able to work together um, in order to do that. Do, do you plan on stopping by the high school today at all? Or um, Well, I, I would like to um, reach out to a few groups and, and meet with them. Um, something I'd like to handle um you know, perhaps privately at first meet with, um, just because I don't, I'm not looking to incite um, anything. I want the children to be able to, um, you know, have their voices heard, have their opinions heard, and I do support them in their effort uh, in doing so. Tim, can I can I um, can I add to that? Absolutely, if you don't mind? sure. So, you know, first of all, I'm um, very concerned that with the issue regarding students at New Bedford High School not feeling safe. 
uh, in their school environment. Uh, you know, uh, as you know, from time to time, Mayor Mitchell and I don't see eye to eye, but I do believe that his administration, the school committee, uh, the superintendent and his team and, and the city council have worked really hard over the past many years to make our schools safe and welcoming environments. And it does concern me that, they, that they're speaking publicly to say that they don't feel safe. And, uh, you know, I do plan, we met yesterday, myself, Council Markey, Council Lima, Council Pereira with Superintendent uh, Anderson, and I, I do plan to call him beginning of next week and ask him what efforts, you know, he and his team will be making to meet with these students to address these concerns uh, about not feeling safe in the school environment. And uh, I'd like to have the City Council represented there. I know it's not, you know, quote-unquote our responsibility but and we represent everybody in the school just like the school committee members represent us whenever they're they're speaking and I would like to hear firsthand from the students why they're not feeling safe in that environment and see what we can do to to assist and not have it not people not have people feel that way uh, either where they work or where they go to school sure and uh, it's very concerning to me that you know that they're making that statement and i I know they're saying they're uncomfortable with council-elect Oliveira, but i I think they're also saying they're not feeling safe in their school environment and and certainly that's a conversation that we can we can have here more going forward as well but i just want to ask you council president morad about one of the one of the demands that the that the students are making as part of this protest is they are asking for every elected official to condemn the content of those posts but we've talked about this before it's kind of the council policy that um you know councillors aren't going to admonish other councillors uh, outside of you know the discussion happens in the council chambers kind of thing yeah that, that's true and i'm, I'm hoping that people understand and respect that you know um you know council-elect Oliveira has different opinions than i have about issues this one included uh, i don't believe that you know the council as a whole it would in any way uh, denounce or have any negative feelings or take any negative action about uh, about any group in our community, including the LGBTQ community. And, you know, I, I have maybe a unique situation in my life. Most people know that uh, my nephew is, is and has been uh, openly gay for many years. Uh, my family and I and his friends will soon celebrate his wedding to his partner of, of over 10 years. And, uh, you know, so it saddens me that, you know, Public citizens, private citizens, anyone uh, would make any type of derogatory comments toward the LGBT community, but or any community, any any group. Uh, but you are correct. We are we are a group, and um, we we need to work together. And I will, Councilor Elect um, uh, Oliver is not the only person that I had disagreements about opinions in my uh, 20 years on the council, but we work together to do the right thing for the city and for the rep- and the, for the citizens that we represent. And uh, so uh, you now when it comes to representing people, uh, that's what I really want to get to the heart of today uh, because this is a, a pretty... It's a pretty unique situation, although it's happened now a couple times for Ward 3, but it's not often that you have special elections for vacant Ward seats. Usually uh, somebody has the opportunity to get get a little bit of getting their feet wet heading into taking into that seat. Uh, Councilor-elect Oliver is only going to have a, 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 he only had a few days to get ready for that. So Council President Moore, let me just ask you first, because you've seen both situations happen. What do you think are the some of the differences and some of the concerns when you have somebody who does come in uh, in the middle of a council year like this? Well, you know, 
as you said, when I was elected and most of my colleagues, we had a couple months to figure out the lay of the land, figure out who the players are, you know, had meetings with department heads, figure out what departments do, what they're responsible for. Councilor Lefebvre won't have that opportunity before he has to be, you know, begin taking calls. But what what's good about um, what's happening today, and it's already happening with my colleagues, is there are many long-serving uh, councilors who have been through this process, and they've already been reaching out over the course of the last week to Councilor Oliveira and talking to him about different issues and, you know, guiding him, um, saying, et cetera, saying, look, you need to, this is the way the process is going to work. He's already met with our uh, administrative team in the city council office and the clerk of committees. He's um, going to meet soon with our legal uh, advisor, Attorney Garatowski. So we're already all reaching out. We're enveloping him and trying to help him navigate what the issues are. We've had a couple conversations, him and I, about, look, you're already getting calls from constituents. You're not already, you're not even sworn in yet. As you have these issues, uh, feed them to one of us so that we can help guide you as to where you should go. You, you know, Council Oliveira is going to have the budget thrown in front of him very shortly. Um, you know, there's things he's going to need to get up to speed on, and he'll have 10 of us working side-by-side side with him to help him over the course of the next couple of months. Um, there's no book here. There's nothing he can read for him to understand uh, how the process works and what his responsibilities are. He's already got uh, three council, three committee meetings next week that he needs to get up to speed on, and he also has a council meeting next Thursday. So it's like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, no, absolutely. Councilor-elect Oliver, how have you been processing all of this the last couple of days? I mean, obviously, you know, the, um, the, the the elation that you feel on Tuesday is probably sky high, but then, you know, then it comes time to, okay, I've, I've got to get, get into this work, and I've only got a couple of days to get ready for it. Well, it's, I, I approach this much like I approach uh, pretty much anything that I do, is I try to immerse myself in it and surround myself with the folks that are going to, um, you know, be... Um, there to, to help and guide, and that's exactly what the city council, uh, my, my colleagues, as of six o'clock um, this evening, um, have been doing. But you know, is, we've had a lot of open dialogue. We've had um, great communication back and forth on some uh, certain um, um, things. We actually have already been myself and um, uh, uh, Council Giesta and the election commission's office of Manny Diberto. We've already been uh, brainstorming some ideas. Um, to uh, uh, resolve some issues with the table mills um, voting facility. Um, so we're already, you know, there's already things in the works. We're building those relationships, and that's really got, what's going to help me, um, you know, pull from each of the, the, the different counselors to um, really work and tune my style of, of um, you know, representing Ward 3. You, you know, you, you know, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. And you know, Tim, um, I, I said this to Councilor-elect Oliver already, but you need to know that it's okay to be quiet for a little while. You're not expected to know absolutely everything on the day you walk in the door. And it's okay to sit back and listen for a couple of months so that you absorb the information and, and seek out the people that are going to guide you to help you to understand the issues. Uh, you, don't, you, know, you don't need to be standing up forward on the floor on Thursday night uh, you know, rallying around an issue that we've already had lots of information about, a lot of background on, et cetera, and that he has not had the benefit of. 
And and, and uh, Council-elect Oliver mentioned the Tabor Mills issue, and I, I want to ask you uh, both about that. Uh, this is an issue where, it, it, it on the surface, it doesn't make any sense that the people who live there have voted there for so many years. There are still polling machines in their building, but they can't use them. Uh, and it certainly had an effect on the turnout for a place that is normally a, a guaranteed, you know, pretty good place for people to come out and vote. Uh, so, Council President Morad, I mean, I know Manny was on with uh, with Phil this morning saying he is going to uh, appeal to the state to try to get this problem fixed. But it really is. A, it, it's, a, it's a big issue for something that has long been, you know, a, a place where people have enjoyed the process of coming out to vote. Yeah, it's a shame that the redistricting ended up with that result. Um, uh, as you said, if, if nobody was voting in that building, uh, maybe maybe that would be easier to take than the fact that there are one or, one or two precincts, I, I don't recall, that are actually voting in that building, but the people that live there cannot. And um, so I know that this has been an issue that's been brought to our attention before. Uh, Councilor Giesta has been working on this and now has asked uh, Councilor-elect Oliver to join her. And we have been talking to Manny and to the state delegation. I know we had a conversation with Representative Hendricks about it as well to try to see what we can do to rectify this. Uh, I, you know, I don't think this was intentional in any way. It's just a, it's just a result of the redistricting that was done quickly um, and maybe not with an, a lot of thought process on the part of the state um, uh, elections office that redrew these lines. And, and, and Council-elect Oliver, I'd like to get your take on it, too. Well, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate that um, that that the, the redistricting had had forced them to um, go elsewhere. You know, these folks are uh, they're not a lot of them are not able to um, you know they stay within the building. You know, all the, the the community room is down there where the actual polling facility is. They really look forward to um, their day to uh, to vote. Uh, I've I've been I've met with uh, them. We actually had a little uh, gathering uh, before the election, and uh, which had a, a very good turnout. And we discussed these issues, and and now working with Council Giesta and uh, Manny DeBrito um, about the um, what, what we can do. Um, uh, we spoke via phone, um, and um, I had suggested perhaps um, a well. Although there's no immediate fix right now because it does have to be handled through uh, the state um, um, level, um, we get to do you know early voting. And I know we've had different early voting locations, and I floated the idea of possibly, well, why can't we make Tabor Mills a early voting uh, facility? Um, we'd have to open it up to the city, um, and and I think they're, they're already welcoming us as a polling station, so I don't think that the uh, folks there would have a uh, problem making it a um, early voting facility, and perhaps the voters in Tabor Mills may not be able to vote on quote-unquote election day, but they will have a day where they would be able to just come downstairs to their normal voting facility and cast their vote. And uh, we're looking into the ins and outs of that, and hopefully that's something that we can um, put forward. And that's a great idea, yeah. It is. And, Tim, I do want to say that, you know, uh, the Council on Aging and uh, Election Commissioner DeBrito, they did work during elections to provide transportation. They were sensitive to the fact that these seniors were possibly not going to be able to cast a vote because of trans because of the change that had happened. And they did offer transportation 
so that those seniors could, in fact, get on one of the Council on Aging uh, vehicles and go over to their polling location. So it's, I think everybody has recognized that this is an issue and has tried their best to work through a, an unfortunate situation. And, and speaking on the uh, speaking of the Council on Aging, the news came out uh, this week that uh, they are changing the relo- they're relocating where the senior programs are offered and moving the senior adult daycare to the Buttonwood Park Senior Center. And in in having this conversation with the listeners, you know, I found out about it from a person calling in, and uh, and it turns out that uh, I guess a lot of the counselors weren't told of this ahead of time either and it kind of turned into a situation where you were getting calls from constituents council president morad and you had you, you didn't have the information necessarily because at this point in time you hadn't been informed yeah that that is true it was unfortunate that it happened that way um this is something i guess that had been in the works for a while uh, when one of my colleagues did reach out and say do you know anything about this i immediately called the council on aging director deborah lee she advised me about what was going on, and I shared information with my colleagues so that as soon as they were getting the calls, they could at least speak to the issue. And, you know, um, adult daycare is a, is a big need in our city, and I'm very pleased that, you know, the Council on Aging and the board um, recognized that this is a need of our community many years ago and, and did open originally the Brooklyn Senior Center for Adult Day Program and then expanded to Hazelwood. In doing that, they eliminated the services for the north, far north and the far south end seniors in those facilities. And um, but Brooklyn, and especially Hazelwood, had large attendance pre-pandemic in both of those uh, centers for community events and for breakfast, for dinners and for activities, et cetera. And those were taken away as those senior centers were made adult uh, daycare facilities. And now um, the need expanded for these additional services, and there is room at Buttonwood, and there's uh, a reason to consolidate the two programs to one, and a decision's been made to do that. And the counter to that is to put the community services back in the two senior centers in the north and the south end of the city. Um, some people may say it's not right. Some people may say it's right, but uh, we'll just have to see how it works out. And if it doesn't work out, I'm, I think we're pretty flexible enough to, to make another change if necessary. But the way it was rolled out, it's unfortunate. It shouldn't be that way. Um, and uh, I know that Council Carney had a meeting on Wednesday night, which is part of her regular neighborhood meeting, and it was dedicated to this issue. It was well attended. Uh, Deb Lee from the Council on Aging was there, as were many of the board members from the uh, uh, Council on Aging board, and they just they explained to the seniors. Of course, not everybody's happy, but at least there was some um, outreach back to those people to uh, let them know why the decision was made as it was. Yeah. And, and Mayor Mitchell floated an idea on the program Wednesday that I thought was an interesting one about maybe regionalizing the approach to these senior programs and to make it so that the, the New Bedford City, the New Bedford Council on Aging could work with some of the town's Council on Aging to avoid duplication of programs, to have different programs in different places and to arrange transportation as such to maybe have them all kind of work together, which would offer, you know, a lot more opportunities for seniors to, to get out and take part in these programs. Yeah, that, that's been discussed um, and not only for Council on Aging, but many services that we have. 
And, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, there was actually some discussion with some of the senior centers in the surrounding communities because uh, we are duplicating efforts. I mean, I know that seniors don't want to drive a long way, but there are some seniors who are, you know, mobile and willing to drive to different locations for different programs. And, you know, New Bedford had a very robust travel program uh, before the pandemic. We, were, we had events every single month that uh, seniors went off on buses, sometimes two buses. It wasn't just New Bedford seniors, it was seniors from our community. I'm planning on going with them in August to the doo-wop up in Maine. Um, you know, they, they are a group of people that are active and moving around, and if we can regionalize some of these services to provide more services for our seniors, uh, there's no reason why we shouldn't have those discussions. Well, listen, I'm not a senior, but you had me at doo-wop, so... You want to come with me? I'm looking uh, forward to it. Maybe I <laughs> will. Send, uh, I, I have send you the details. Yeah, I have yeah. some travel. I have some travel in August, but if I can work it out, maybe I'll maybe I'll go. So, uh, council council elect Oliver, uh, in, in the final few moments we have here, I do want to ask you. You know, tonight you will be sworn in. Uh, what what is your plan when you first are officially a counselor? Are you going to you know get right to work this weekend? Are you going to come in come into work Monday? And and really, where are you going to go out to dinner to celebrate? That's that's what I mainly want to know. <laughs> well. Uh, well, I know I know you are are holding on to every word that I'm going to say on as far as dinner. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, we'll, so I'll answer that one. We're going to Dave's, um, which is in Ward Three. Um, it's uh, on uh, kind of a corner of Earl Street and, uh, Ch- and Church Street. Uh, Ch- uh, so that's where we'll be. If you haven't gone there, then go there. It's good. Um, but uh, really, I'm going to approach this very much like we approach the campaign every day hitting the ground running and trying to um, rebuild those relationships um, with the council, learn as much as I can and, and really just, you know, sink my teeth into it because there is no time to sit back and have, uh, you know, uh, to take a breath. It's a very short um, turnaround, a lot of stuff to learn in a short period of time. And, um, and I, I I think that our campaign was just exactly that. We, We, you know, we, very short turn window to, to do it, and uh, uh, fortunate enough that we were able to do it, and um, and hopefully that that'll translate into the council chambers. And, and at 6.30 tonight, I'm giving him a homework assignment. There you go. I was going to say, <laughs> Council President Mora, did you tell him that the first time he attends one of those monthly get-togethers at a restaurant, he has to pick up the check as the new guy? <laughs> no, because we were going to send it to you instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, go somewhere that I have a seize the deal for so I get half off. <laughs> okay, we'll see what we can do about that. Um, I'll let you know where the Ward 4 one is next month. We'll see if that works. All right, and uh, next week you'll be joining us with uh, Councilor at Large, Brian Gomes. Yes, we will be on with you next week. We we'll look forward to it, and we thank you, Tim, for always allowing us to come on. And I know that everyone doesn't always agree all the time, but I do believe that all of us are working together to better the city that we live in. All right, thank you both, and uh, and uh, have, fun, have some fun tonight, Council Elect Oliver, and uh, get ready for the hard work now. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. All right. Take care, both of you. And uh, we will take a break now. When we come back on the other side, we can take more of your phone calls. We have somebody that's been on hold, and uh, we'll also take your phone calls throughout the next hour. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in just a few moments. The WBSM app is... Biggest controversy going on right now that I tried Pepsi's Peeps flavored soda yesterday. But anyway, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. How you doing? Good. How are you? 
Is Linda there? Uh, no, I can't take phone calls when she when she's on because she brings the other counselor on uh, on a conference call on her end, so it would be kind of a bit of a muddled mess. But she, I'm going to have her hopefully come in sometime and, and sit in for, for an hour and, and actually take some calls from the listeners. Oh, God forbid. So all this stuff about New Bedford, the high school going on strike, not strike, but, you know, whatever. It's all about who. Why are they going? Why are they going to have a protest? They, so the LGBTQ plus students and their allies will be conducting a protest today based on some uh, Facebook posts that Councilor-elect Sean Oliver had put on his Facebook account a couple of years ago that are viewed as transphobic, homophobic, and misogynistic. So that's that's really? that's their <laughs> issue. Yeah. And so this is the future of the world because people don't like the guy? I don't make no sense. Well, it doesn't, he, it doesn't yeah, make sense it, that people are upset about something that he, he, he posted on social media? Oh, my God. I wish I, I wish Tesla would have never invented AC. Really. Because oh. all, all this wiring that's going around, and they can just protest something that they don't like. I mean, if they don't like it, you know, fine. But don't go and do the whole school down. I don't think I don't think it's going to be the whole school. I think it's I think it's just I mean maybe maybe it'll be the whole school. I don't know, but I don't think that's the intention is for it to be everybody. And, and I'm sure know, I'm sure Sam, some won't take part anyway. Yeah, I enjoy your program, really. I do. Thank you. I no no. Listen, I'm not trying to put a, a you know rose on your nose or a halo over your head. I think you have a lot of good stuff in there. I I just think we as people in my time. You are talking about a man that's 85 years old. I just don't understand the crap that's going on. Well, really. I mean, times change. That's, that's it's, oh, it, no, it, it no. is a different People time. People change, not time. Time is time. Whether you get up time's at an illusion. The or get up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Time is time. People change, not time. Well, well, what, people have changed what, with the times, I'll say. <laughs> 